One of the things many parents face in tackling challenges is that all the decision making you do is often on the spot. Literally, this means you have to make them within seconds or minutes at most. The hardest part is that often those decisions are influenced by other factors, usually ones you can't control in the moment. Hello and welcome. I'm Tara, the founder of Raising Resilient Children. As a longtime educator, former preschool owner, and parent, I have been working with caring adults and children for over 20 years. In that time, I've been asked a lot of questions and provided a lot of support and feedback. Through this, I built a system for navigating the hard and messy parts of parenting with clear paths that will support you and your unique family's needs. My expertise is in social-emotional well-being, and I'm a big fan of using picture books. I even wrote one to support teaching children about emotional regulation called The Adventures of Team Brain. I know there is no cookie cutter approach to parenting and the information can be overwhelming. Let's tackle some of this by having some important conversations and digging into some different topics. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about when and how to hit the reset button, whether that's in your parenting, facing a tricky or challenging situation, or maybe in your personal life. So as you may or may not know, I took a bit of an unplanned break from podcasting back in December. When I first started this podcast, I never really thought about weekly podcasts potentially meaning creating content for 52 weeks a year. One of the fun facts you learn when you own a small business is there is no real on and off switch unless you make one. And doing that isn't as easy as it sounds, especially in the first few years. As a part of that break, I reevaluated my relationships with social media, did some deep digging into some research on tech overwhelm and addiction. And then as an extension of that, I shared my take on marketing and parenting advice from my experience building this brand. All of those lessons can be found in episodes 29 through 31. Owning a small business in the digital space has taught me a lot about a lot of different things, and I continue to reevaluate and build my awareness of how I want to participate, as well as how I'm modeling my choices with my middle school children. One of my personal takeaways from the last three years is that I've learned how I can support my children in this new way of living and building relationships and what media and communication looks like for them and how very different it is from the way I grew up or even taught in. Ultimately, it's helping me be a better parent, but it also makes it really hard to be a parent right now. As a part of this process, I have not only been relying on my experience building Raising Resilient Children, but I also believe in doing research, research that looks at both ends of the spectrum, learning from privacy and safety experts like Paul Davis, but also from people like Dr. Devorah Heitner, who advocate for parenting digital relationships built on mentoring versus monitoring. It would also be so irresponsible of me if I didn't also investigate the real problems of screen addiction, focus challenges, and mental health. One of my biggest takeaways in that space was from a book called Attention Deficit, How Technology Has Hijacked Our Ability to Concentrate by Stuart Callan. There were some real aha moments around shifting between screens and reality. In fact, I shared this quote on Instagram a couple months ago, and it was one of my most widely shared posts to date. Mindless smartphone use is more than a harmless distraction. Researchers call it brain drain. A 2017 study by the University of California, Irvine, revealed that it takes an average of 23 minutes and 15 seconds for a person to refocus after a distraction caused by a digital device. In other words, when someone wants to to take just 30 seconds to check his or her Instagram feed, he or she is actually going to waste more than 25 minutes. In addition to lowering productivity, the study showed that attention distraction can increase stress and put users in a bad mood. 
Even if a device is turned off but sitting within reach, it still causes a distraction. That's intense. But the book also talked about the idea that our brains are amazing and adaptable. But right now, we are struggling because we haven't evolved to handle all the things. I feel like the last three years were a crash course in digital mental capacity to see what we could tolerate and what we cannot. I'm trying to be more mindful of this as I navigate my path and set an example for my children. Although technology isn't going anywhere, I do think we have to be super intentional about the balance we strike with it. This does put me more on team kids don't need a whole bunch of it in the early years to be competitive or understand how it works. They aren't missing out on anything except building some essential social-emotional skills and the ability to navigate things like boredom and independent play with a growth mindset. We tend to overcompensate for children in some areas and undercompensate in others. But heading into adolescence and beyond, this needs to look very different, and that's the space where I'm currently existing as a parent. As a parent consultant, my work spans early years through preteen, early teen, so I need to have a decent handle on all the different layers to provide valuable insights. Something I have long held to be the theme in my parenting, build a strong foundation early so that every year I can step further and further back from being the stronghold to being the support. I'm not going anywhere, but relying on my experience, having worked with a lot of different ages and stages, by the time you reach preteen teen, you want to be in a position where you are loosening up versus tightening up. This can help you with your tech decisions too. This is not about screen shaming. This is about making a point about our relationships with screens and a notable pattern in children who are struggling with their social emotional skills because they rely on instant gratification, struggle with boredom or boring tasks and simply don't play or move their bodies enough. This is about striking the right kinds of balances by putting some thinking to what your goals are. It's also about recognizing your role as a mentor and guide versus friend. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, go check it out. Episode 30, foster the relationship you want with your child while creating the boundaries you need. So this spring, I've been doing a deep dive into my role as mentor and guide for my children, while also reflecting on my role as a small business owner. This has led me into doing some reflecting on topics like hustle culture, the value of time, the expectations of women in business, and a whole array of other valuable life lessons. Part of these lessons came from some new opportunities where I was forced out of my comfort zone in a really positive way. Growth comes from pushing boundaries and sometimes that involves pushing through some discomfort. Again, a great life lesson to share as real life parenting example of bravery, discomfort, building resilience to get through challenges and so on. I've also been continuing to reflect on what matters to me and why I do what I do. Everyone consistently tells me they are strapped for time, but do we really not have time or are we just so used to filling it up we don't even know it's there? I took a deep dive into this on episode 31, stress, burnout, and the rediscovery of time I thought I didn't have. One of the things I do when I work one-on-one with clients who are facing a tricky or overwhelming situation is something I call routine reset. I did an episode on this back in January for creating routines with your children, but I wanted to dig in from a different perspective today because I know it's a helpful approach. 
One of the things many parents face in tackling challenges is that all the decision-making you do is often on the spot. Literally, this means you have to make them within seconds or minutes at most. The hardest part is that often those decisions are influenced by other factors, usually ones you can't control in the moment. And some of those factors are imagined or out of proportion because you aren't able to think about them clearly. Think about the last time your child woke up in the middle of the night or you were trying to get out the door later than you planned. You're focused on the lack of sleep you and your child are getting, the lateness, which then leads to overwhelming feelings of stress that end up triggering your dino brain. If you're wondering what dino brain is, check out episodes 38 and 40 or grab my picture book, The Adventures of Team Brain. So how do we more effectively tackle challenges or problem solve? We have to pause long enough to create an action plan. If you're in a parenting relationship, that means pausing to communicate about next steps and how to handle some of the tricky patterns that are emerging. I do this with partners because often there is a layer of conflict that makes it harder to move through that problem solving with an actionable solution. And having that objective insight is often valuable. I also do this with single parents for similar reasons. It's hard to make decisions when you are all the things. So what does this approach do? It gives you clear steps for making less layered decisions in stressful moments. It also helps you focus on what is causing the behavior and ways of solving it. Bedtime is never about bed or sleep. It's always about something else. Getting out the door is never about timers or time. It's always about missing transitional cues, skills that aren't mastered to a level they can be applied in rushed moments, or unmet needs, regardless of whether those are logical or illogical. So I've had a feeling for a couple weeks now, and I've been pushing it aside because of the unwritten rules of commitment and consistency, the pressure of my own professionalism. But just like those middle of the night decisions to get out the door while running late, I'm realizing this is a terrible strategy. So I think it's time for me to hit that pause button on some of the layers of my business because I found myself caught in a snowball again, and it's really hard to break habits. I talked about this in episode 36. How long do parents have to try things before they work? One of the things that I need to take a short break from is this podcast. It's hard to believe it's been four months of weekly shows and nearly a year of full-time podcasting. I really hope you have been enjoying them. But I'm also taking the learning from my research about social media and technology, my lessons from hustle culture and unrealistic business expectations with my own practice of routine resets to more effectively tackle challenges. I don't want a podcast just because I'm supposed to. I want a podcast because I'm creating valuable content that you're interested in hearing. I truly enjoy doing this. But I also want to recognize the online space is shifting. I'm doing more in-person things, and this podcast is only one of the ways I give back to the community. I'm not paid to do this, and most episodes take me hours to draft, record, and edit the transcripts for. I need to reevaluate how I'm using my time, how much time I spend on content that has become an unwritten expectation of small businesses, especially ones owned by female-identifying owners. When you build a small business without a pre-existing network, you are repeatedly told you need to show up to prove your expertise. So I need to hit that pause button because I need to stop and create a better action plan moving forward. One built on intention and authenticity. Will I continue with weekly or shift to bi-weekly? I don't know yet. I'm not tossing in the towel, but I'm also not allowing the snowball to dictate how I do things. 
This is what I want to teach my children as they move into a world filled with technology, where we have too many tabs open in our brain and sometimes we allow external forces to dictate what appears to be success versus what actually makes you successful. I'm not an expert because I'm insta-famous or run a podcast I'm proud of. I'm an expert because I've worked with families and children for a really long time, and I'm a social scientist, so I'm committed to constantly evolving and growing and researching best practices. The world is changing. We cannot change that fact, but I want to make sure I'm making decisions because they are important decisions to make, not because I'm distracted by unwritten expectations. So until I figure out my plan, there are 42 episodes of the Raising Resilient Children with Tara Grotto podcast on topics ranging from social emotional skill development to how choices might be making your parenting harder to rethinking what success looks like in this rapidly changing world. Before I sign out though, I'd love to hear from you. What do you love about this podcast? What would you like to see or hear? What are your favorite topics? Least favorite? Drop me a comment at targrado.ca forward slash podcast. I really want to make this something that you find valuable. So if you share with me, then I can implement that. So as I sign out, I will leave you with this. At the time of this recording, the top five episodes are the first one. What does raising resilient children mean? And I think I'm actually going to go back and listen to that because I want to reset my goals with that intention in mind. The second one is giving children more choices might be making your power struggles worse. The third one is parenting stress and burnout, the rediscovery of time I thought I didn't have, which is one I referenced above. The fourth top one is rethinking clutter to handle the stress of mess with Tara Stewart. We have a good time talking. And the fifth one is foster the relationship you want with your child while creating the boundaries you need. So, I shared some other ideas throughout this episode. So for now, I'm hitting that pause button for a couple of weeks, just long enough for me to create an action plan for what I want this to look like moving forward. I hope to hear from you and look forward to when I return. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. You can also submit questions or comments to me at taragrado.ca forward slash podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a great one.